Yeah, but many Canadians would call your father a hero. Yeah, sure. And, and many Canadians think that by finishing what he started, that you're a hero too. <laughs> no, I don't see myself that way. How do you see yourself? Um, as an ordinary guy from an ordinary town. Okay, sure. I mean, that's true, I guess. Uh, but you also stood up for what you believed in. I'm just finishing what my father started. And we're going to dive into that in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, you are listening to CHIY in Chatham, 99.3 on the FM dial. I'm your host, John David, and I'm sitting here with none other than Jack Smith, Member of Parliament for Chatham, Kent. Now, so much has happened over the last 12 months. It was one year ago today that your father went on his infamous trip to New York. Yeah. And before we discuss that, I want to start further back, if I can. You were born here, right? Yeah, born and bred. Which town? Martinsville. Martinsville. Mm-hmm. For for a time, people referred to Martinsville as Deadsville. <laughs> yeah, they did. Shut us down and they killed our town. 
Now, some would say that you know Martinsville better than anyone. Hmm. Um, could be true. Okay. Uh, so tell me about growing up there. Well, if you're going to talk about Martinsville, the first name you got to mention is Jimmy King. Of the of the King Motorcycle Company. One and the same. He was from Martinsville? Uh, yeah. He uh, grew up on a farm just outside of town. So how does a farm kid, you know, start building bikes? Well, I mean, like all kids who grew up on a farm, he was handy. A tinkerer, he liked to take apart motors, put them back together. Yeah. I mean, he could work on anything, balers, anything. Um, and he just started building motorcycles. I mean, at first it was just for fun. And and, and he built the Northern that was his bike. Yeah, yeah. He built this, like, uh, large multi-valve engine. He called it the Northern. And uh, everybody wanted one. That was a great bike. Oh, it was the best. I think it was the number one selling bike in Canada at, at some point. Uh, yes, for sure it was. And uh, he sold it worldwide. And it was built here, right right, right in town. Yeah, yeah. It was built uh, right here in town. I mean, first uh, Jimmy started building it on his farm, and then he started a small factory, and then that factory expanded, and then that factory expanded. And it got bigger and bigger. And how? Yeah. so how big did this factory get? Well, when I was 10 years old, like everybody's dad in town worked for Jimmy King. Hmm. So was that a good job for those people, like oh. a, a decent place to work? Oh, no, it was great. It was great. I mean, uh, there was a lot of pride in in the craftsmanship and the work. You know, Jimmy was um, he was a great businessman. Uh, in, in what way? Uh, well, for sure he wasn't a pushover, you know, and he expected yeah. people to, you know, work hard and show up. But uh, he was also very generous. And if you, um, you know, if the factory did well, everybody got a bonus. Right, which that would change. Yeah, yeah, you know, Jimmy was a pilot, and uh, he flew everywhere, you know, all across Canada for work, and um, yeah, the accident happened, um, I was still at university. His plane crashed near Montreal. Yeah, yeah, there was some snow, and it struggled to get off the ground, and you know, he died pretty quick. Yeah, such a loss for this country. Oh, especially for Martinsville. What happened after his death? Well, that's when things started to fall apart. At the factory? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, Jimmy had two kids, both of whom were in Toronto. One was uh, a lawyer and the other was a doctor. And, you know, they didn't know anything about running a factory. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound like, you know, something a doctor and a lawyer. Not their thing. No, no, no. definitely not their thing, no. But God love them, you know, they tried, right? Yeah. They, 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 gave it, they gave it four years, you know, but they were just done and, and they uh, sold it to a bank in New York. And when was that? Uh, that is just about three years ago. So these new guys come in, these, these New Yorkers. Yeah. Um, what were they like? Oh, they were terrible. Of course they were. Yeah. Right. They they didn't you know care about the, the the town, the community. You know they were just focused on profit. So in short order, they started laying people off. Way. 
said I shouldn't waste my time They said this was a place where the sun wouldn't shine child that is true i am an only child yeah my parents uh, had me when they were um they were really young what's your mom like oh she's a great lady she's quiet uh loyal to a fault she still lives in the house i grew up in hmm. then the house that you left when you left town that is true yeah i went to toronto yeah for university yeah and then and law school i was good law yeah yeah but unlike a lot of people that leave small towns you came back mm, i did i uh when I was at law school, I became really fascinated with um, the idea of how the federal government can help enrich people's lives. And so I came back and I ran to represent the people of Chatham, Ken in Ottawa. And you won? I did. How did the town change from when you left to when you came back? Uh, oh, it was, uh, it was terrible. It's gotten a lot worse. Um, remember when I left, Jimmy's kids were still running the place and... You know, so there was still some hope. But when I came back, it was firmly in the hands of, um, you know, that New York bank. And I went and toured the factory, and, and it was it was nothing like what Jimmy had built. What do you mean? Uh, okay, so you know my dad. That's Stephen Smith. My dad uh, would always talk about Jimmy and what Jimmy would say. And Jimmy kept saying that a business had two, you know, prime directives beyond just making money. The first was to enrich people's lives. And the second was to build community. Your dad would say this. Tell me about your dad. Um, well, at that time, he was still the supervisor of the night shift. And, you know, once it became clear to him that the, uh, you know, these bankers were just interested, not interested, but, but, but obsessed. They were obsessed with making money, right? He decided that it was time for the town to fight back. And to him, fight back meant form a union. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
by no means was my dad a, a union guy, right? But you know, he, uh, you know, once it became clear that that those owners, you know, they were just interested in running that company into the ground, and he needed a way for people to stand up and fight, and for him, a union was the best idea he had. So your dad starts the process to gather people, rally people to start this union. Yeah, yeah, and in short order, like a few months. You know, it seemed like the union was going to be a foregone conclusion. They were going to pass it for sure. And you know, my dad, uh, he became like a real, like a spokesperson for the people of Martinsville. You know, and hmm. he would go around and talk a lot about uh, you know Jimmy and and his vision and and what he wanted. And and one thing for sure, Jimmy would want is for people to stand up and fight. And did they? Did the town fight? They did. You know, I mean, not everybody, uh, but most did. Most people stood up and, and and believed in the union. But for sure, there was a there was a small but vocal minority that said uh, it was risky. Was it? Well, it didn't seem that way at first, you know. Right. Um, but there, you know, there seemed to be rumors started to circulate that. Um, you know, that, that if the union passed, the, uh, the guys were going to shut the, the place down. But they go ahead and vote anyhow. Yeah. I mean, Dad convinced everybody that it was an empty threat, that they, they were not going to shut down the, you know, the Northern. So the vote passes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it, was a, it was a night of celebration. It was uh, so many good feelings. And um, it's a strong community. Like, everybody had fought together and achieved something and— Everybody felt so good. How long did that last? Uh, 46 hours, maybe. <laughs> they waited that long before the company came out and said they're shutting the place down. So what, so what happened to the bike? They moved production to Wisconsin. Such a bad thing to seek And you're stopping us Yeah, you're stopping us We're just trying to make ends meet It's not as easy as you think And it's killing us Yeah, it's killing us Just 
things such a mess And you're stopping us, yeah, you're stopping us So how did the town take the news of the factory closing? Um, well, King Motors was the largest uh, employer in town, so yeah, there was uh, there was a lot of anger, and some of it directed at your dad. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. Uh, I mean, of course, everybody knew that the owners were really to blame, but they were in New York, and so my dad was an easy target for a lot of people in that town. You know, he received. Uh, a lot of death threats. My mom was threatened. I was threatened. <laughs> that must have devastated your dad. Completely. He felt that he had let the town down, you know, that he destroyed it. Yeah, how, do you, how did he cope with that? Not well. Um, one night when my mom and I were out, we came home and he was gone. He just left a note. What did it say? It said that things would be better if he disappeared for a while. Why do, you think, why do you think he thought that disappearing was the solution to this? I think he just felt so much shame. So where'd he go? Um, he headed out west. That man, he didn't even pack a bag. He just, uh, very impulsive, he just grabbed a picture of him and my mom and took off. All he took was a photo. Yeah, his favorite photo of uh, mom and him together. It stayed on the mantle forever. Man, he loved that woman with everything he had. So why didn't he take her with him? I think for him, shame is a journey you take alone. From the distance of a photograph, you smiled at me. Traveling back through space and time Young lovers who couldn't see 
That time was clicking closer From a future not far away Back then we still believed In a world where cares were free Yeah, I'm from back east And I ran away I headed west Closed, I hit the bottle hard And now I shake my head I've fallen so far I contemplate Why did I fall? Why did they shut us down? Our town hit the wall Yeah, I'm from back east And I ran away I headed west Where did Stephen go? Uh, he landed in Calgary. Uh, for him, the plan was to stay there for a while, you know, work, and come back when things settled down in Martinsville. And how long was he there? Uh, several months. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of trouble finding a, a job, and he was living in some crappy little apartment. Yeah, and at some point, this his mindset completely changes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, his anger towards himself started to shift away from himself and onto, 
you know, the bankers. Right. And, and uh, I don't know, I guess you could say he decided to take matters into his own hands. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he called me the night before he left. What'd he say? I just, I begged him to come home, but um, he insisted that he owed it to the town to face those people man to man. And facing them, that's what made the headline. Across the country. Why are people so cruel? Show me a loyal man and I'll show you a fool. This revelation came to me As I lay surrounded by Dead soldiers saluting aimlessly Why does it have to be
area. Reported assault at Columbus Circle. Repeat, all units. This is 6-2 Adam 3. I'm on the scene. Suspect in sight. He is hitting an older male. Moving in. Six two Adam three. Six two Adam three. Roger. Suspect down. When I grabbed him, he swung on my head. Repeat. I shot the suspect when he lunged at me. Six two Adam three. Six two Adam three. This is Jennifer Ashley from the folk duo Ashley and Simpson, and one of the music producers of This is Deadsville. Thank you for listening to part one. In the second and concluding episode, the story picks up where this episode leaves off, following the story of Martinsville, Stephen Smith, and his son, Jack Smith.